Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to M. Crow Radio, sponsored by M. Crow Beer, Glacier Cold, Fawn Fresh. We got a guest today, uh, John Kelsey, local musician. Hello. So, uh, yeah, got some cool stuff coming up for you. We're going to play some records that he brought in. Yeah, we're going to get a little live set going and uh, just have some fun here. Yeah. So, uh, John, just to get started, let's uh, kind of, what do you do? Uh, what do I do? <laughs> like, mu- mu- music wise. Musically, uh, well, let's see. Lately, um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna measure this out in terms of the pandemic because I feel like my music has sort of changed um, 
in terms of genre. Um, I started out playing a lot of beat-driven, poppy kind of, but bedroom pop kind of music, uh, and then just took a break for a while, and then the pandemic started, and I was just spending a lot of time just messing around, really, uh, and decided I want to start doing some more atmospheric, ambient-type stuff. So went on a vacation with my wife and recorded a couple tracks that I have on on uh, Bandcamp um, that are just sort of have the feel, I think, of like a cold isolation. It was in winter, you know, I was in a cabin. So I feel like that's kind of the, at the start of my of the pandemic, that's where my music was going. And then it's sort of slowly getting back into more upbeat, um, you know, melodic driven stuff sort of, I guess, going from a dismay to more of a hopeful. <laughs> I, 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 I feel that. I, I dig that. You know, I feel like my, my music usually is reflective of the way that I'm feeling at the time. I've never really committed myself to one genre. So a lot of the bands that I'm into that I listen to are sort of multi, multi-genre, if you will. So that's kind of the approach that I, I've been taking cool. musically. Yeah. yeah. I, I dig the Winterize track. Uh, uh, John is my neighbor. We've lived together for <laughs> yeah. a couple of years, and it's taken a pandemic for us to strike up a conversation. Five years, yeah. Five years we've lived next door <laughs> to each other, and Saturday was the first time we actually got together. No, but so. yeah, we're, we're, we're on the same page with a lot of that stuff, like writing, ambient, yeah. kind of the way it drives. Uh, it's really cool. You kind of just go away and kind of have like a moment um, from you doing that. I actually talked to a few friends. My birthday is coming up in February. Oh, cool. We're just going to go rent a house for a weekend somewhere, like five of us, and be like, we have a weekend. We're not doing anything else. Mm-hmm. We're just going to write some tunes. And like Bring the gear, it. yep. Yeah, so Set it up, hit record. Yeah, excited about that. That's awesome. So what uh, what have you done, uh, like, musically? You're talking about, like, bedroom pop stuff. Like, were you in bands before this? Like, doing any touring, yeah, stuff like that? I've never, I've never really toured. I've always, I mean, the furthest I think I've ever played music live was, was honestly, like, Bethlehem or Allentown. Uh, played a few gigs out there while I was playing solo. A lot of fun. It oddly, like... The shows out there were always like packed, uh, as opposed to sometimes Philly, because I usually end up opening, which I'm totally okay with. We kind of had that conversation the other day yeah. about like, as you when you're younger, you really want to be like the headliner, you know, yeah. like everyone's <laughs> coming to see the headliner. But when you're older, it's like I just kind of want to be able to play and then sit back and watch and leave when I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, you you, you want to set the tone because you, you, you got confidence. Yeah. You're like, I want to upstage everybody. Like, <laughs> right, really, really yeah. Put it on afterwards. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, I did sort of experiment in bands early on when I first started um, getting into writing and recording. Um, but as time went on, it just felt like really difficult to get everybody together at the same time to rehearse, write, record and stuff so I spent a long time with with friends recording um we didn't play live a lot but we recorded quite a bit and that's where I learned a lot about recording nice I do enjoy recording nice I was was like the opposite of me it was like it's like let's write four songs go play never fucking record yeah and it was just like that was like I've been so many bands where I have nothing recorded nothing recorded every time we're hanging out we're like do you remember like that song like no shit, yeah. shit. We never recorded anything. It's the worst. <laughs> I, I, I wish we went about it uh, your way. That'd been yeah, a bit yeah, better. yeah. It was very uh, bass backwards, you know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it was fun. I, I feel like I learned a lot, and and now I spend a lot of time recording now. Um, but at the same time, I I I miss performing. 
Yeah. You know, I miss performing live. I think the pandemic really made me miss it because I sort of took the hiatus pre-pandemic. And now, you know, we're, we're like going on two years. It's like, man, I'd really like to play a, a show. Yeah, Not so that I couldn't. I just now have to find the time and yeah. find the, the, you know, the venue and and whatnot. But yeah. so you had that show set up in Jersey that got rained out. Is that going yeah. to be a, a new date for that? Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. So, yeah, that was supposed to happen. What, what was that like a, a month ago? A couple months ago? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's being rescheduled, but that's when I decided to do a live stream on my Instagram because I had already kind of rehearsed some ambient tracks, um, that I was intending to play. And so, you know, I just felt like, well, I had the practice and, and I wanted to learn how to do a live stream. So I did the live stream. So, um, yeah, as far as performing live in front of human beings other than you in this room and the listeners out there, uh, I don't have anything lined up currently, which is OK. Yeah. It's getting cold. So yeah. obviously, like that was going to be nice because it was going to be an outdoor show. Yeah. So I was kind of looking forward to the open air. Um, but it's cold, so I don't, yeah. I don't see that. <laughs> I feel like if I'm going to do a show now, it's, it's going to end up being inside. Um, or maybe I'll just do another live stream because I, I really enjoyed doing that. It was fun. Yeah, if you like what you hear today when he plays later, make sure to check him out on Instagram. The live stream is great, awesome visuals, really cool sounds. I lucked upon it when I was coming home from grocery shopping. I was coming over the Betsy Ross Bridge with a nice sunset. So it was a really good moment. Yeah, thank you. Thanks um, for saying that. So uh, you, you, got a, you got a little tote here with some records in here. We yes. played, uh, what was that first record we uh, played? So we were listening to Granddaddy. That's off the software slump. Uh, the song was called Crystal Lake. Uh, that, for me, like, um, it's one of the things that started me off wanting to play music because you know, I grew up kind of in like a country area and a lot of the music on the radio was like country music and my dad listened to country music. And I wasn't really like into country music at the time. Um, and we got like an old, we got our first old computer. It wasn't old at the time, but we got our first computer. And it was, I believe it was a gateway computer. And it came with Winamp. Do you remember Winamp? Yeah. Do they still have Winamp? I don't know. Um, and it had a few demo songs. And that was like one of the demo songs. And I played it like to death, like over <laughs> and over and over again. And I was just like, wow, like what is this music? This like, you know, alternative kind of music. Um, you know, and then I just started listening to the radio, finding new stations and basically was raised on Y100 in Philadelphia when it existed at the time. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. What, what else, what else you got in the bag for us today? Uh, let's see. Um, how about, uh, whoops, I didn't want to grab that. I can grab this. Familiar with a band by the name of Ween? Oh, my God. <laughs> Pennsylvania based. <laughs> we get we get some wing going on here. Yeah. Um, um. Let's see. Stop this guy. Yeah. You can hit the arm on the back side. Lift it up. This guy. Yeah, she's gonna drag the needle across. Perfect. There you go. We're professionals. Yeah. It's a much nicer record player than mine. So yeah, as as you all know, listening Mcro Radio, all vinyl, all the time, nothing digital. Sponsored by M. Crow Beard, Glacier Cold, Fawn Fresh. There you go. He didn't have to tell him to do it. He knew. While we're <laughs> at it, what does Fawn Fresh mean? Uh, that's up for interpretation. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be back in a minute. Get one of these songs rolling for you guys and uh, keep the show rolling. Thanks for tuning in.
There we got some some ween for you. Yes. What 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 was that track? Uh, that was exactly where I'm at. Um, <clears throat> just a good reminder to be here now, yeah, that's, that's be present. It. Yeah, uh, ween was a for me like a. <laughs> I was like really into ween. Uh, probably like teenage years, still into ween. Uh, we were just talking about how it's a very acquired taste. They they're. <laughs> eclectic in their music not, not 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 my cup of tea yeah no no that's a, understandable it's not a lot of people's cup of tea i've been to a lot of their shows uh i haven't been to one in a long time but i am going to one in december and my wife is coming with me and she's never been to a ween show okay i've, I've been to a ween show and I, <laughs> that's I, I, probably I, why you don't like ween <laughs> <laughs> well they're amazing live uh but yeah um sometimes oh, how do i put this like in a nice way um their music is an acquired taste and their fans are also an acquired taste <laughs> yeah that that, that 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 fits the bill yeah so what other what other kind of gave you the foundation like high school music younger music kind of diving into you're saying like you know you grew up with like pop rock radio yeah uh yeah like alternative stuff um you know beck beck was a huge huge influence for me um like i said just he's multi-genre i just like weird like sounds in music and stuff like I like I, I just love playing back tracks and just being like what was that sound like what made that weird you know sound <laughs> yeah so I mean that makes so much yeah. sense you're so into recording find those little nuances yeah yeah totally like I love uh like synthesizers and and just like you know but I like I, I like synthesizers like but I like it also mixed with like acoustic guitar and things like that like I love really kind of just a meld of of different types of sounds that, may, you know, aren't necessarily thought of as, as working well together. Um, but like Granddaddy's one of those bands. They have like acoustic rhythmic guitar and they have uh, some synth arpeggio stuff in there. Um, and uh, Flaming Lips, same same kind of deal. Like a lot of their songs are just really singer-songwriter at their core. Uh, like you could play them on acoustic guitar, but then there's just all this other kind of like for me, like mind-blowing little things going on in there that, that I, I enjoy, like sprinkles, you know. Yeah, the band that was in here uh, last week, Echo Kid, I was a, uh, I listened to a few of their tracks, and they were like, like really dressed them up really well for recording, really yeah. kind of like dream poppy, but really fun, kind of like, you know, like when I told them like what their music made me think of was like a house party, and like the couches are pushed out of the way, and people just kind of like bopping around with like a solo cup in their hand kind of thing, but when they played acoustic, I was like, oh, you love Bob Dylan. Like, wow. You can like, you can like really read like how different it is like at the core of the way they write it because they said they write yeah. everything on acoustic and then you can you feel the core of it and then they just like dress it up so well i was really yeah. impressed yeah that's that's awesome so flaming lips you'd say is a big big heavy yeah one they're, on you? they're definitely a big one they were big too like when i when i said i started uh really like uh spending a lot of time recording in college uh well actually it was post-college it was just after college um and there was a point where i sort of got furloughed from work and I worked with a friend who was also a musician, and he also got furloughed. And then we had a uh, another friend who was a musician who drummed. And we just got together, and we would just, like, hang out in his parents' basement, uh, just listening to different bands and then just, like, recording stuff, just, like, jamming, recording things. We wrote a few songs. Um, and I, I was familiar with the Flaming Lips prior to that, but I had never listened to, like, a full album and really gotten like the full, uh, you know, spectrum of what they're about. And one of the things I just love is like thick, fat, analog bass, 
and uh, synth, bass synth, and then um, just like fuzzy guitar, you know, yeah. just fuzzy, <laughs> <laughs> kind of annoying at times guitar, you know what I mean? So yeah, they're they're big. Uh, they influenced a lot of my recordings. Like I put out a an album in 2014, and there's a lot of just like real thick, fat. Like I don't have a bass. I actually don't have a bass guitar, which recently I'm like, why don't I have a bass guitar? Yeah. I've been playing guitar forever. <laughs> I don't have a bass guitar. Um, so all of my, everything that's bass on my recordings is synthesizer, you know, or some kind of FM synth or, you know, something like that. Uh, and drums. I don't have drums either. So when I started doing solo music, it was like I started to really embrace electronics. And I didn't start that way. Okay. I did start off with an acoustic guitar. It's my first instrument, uh, and then like an electric guitar, and it it took a long time for me to embrace electronic instruments, um, and I think it was out of necessity when it was like I need a beat, I need these other things, and now I love drum machines, and I love samplers, and I love synths, and it's like sometimes I I look at my guitar collecting dust, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, buddy, we got to get you back in here too, you know? That that's really cool. We were me and a few friends were talking about when we went camping the other week, and we're all like been in bands together, blah blah, blah and we we're talking about writing and like how we're all guitarists at the at the core of yeah. it. And it's so hard to write music because we always write it so guitar-driven. And yeah. a lot of us are trying to explore more electronic stuff. Now, do you feel like, you know, you're saying your guitar collects dust. Do you, like, completely different writing process compared uh, to now and then? Definitely within the past couple of years, less less guitar writing. Um, it's more just like yeah. a sprinkle on top now. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, one one thing is, like, Traveling. I, I like to record stuff when I'm traveling or just bring some kind of instrument with me when I'm on like a vacation or a quick weekend getaway or something like that. Because then you're like, it's not just a weekend from off, off of work where you're just trying to regenerate yourself for the week. Like you have a little time off and that stuff's behind you. So, you know, I always like to bring something to start writing on. And one thing I actually started writing on uh, is the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Korg uh, makes something, oh, what is it called? I have a Chaosolator, one of the oh, little, little guys. Those are so cool. Yeah. I always wanted one of those. Um, yeah, so Korg makes a they, – they make a game – a game, you could call it. But it's, it's really a production software um, in the Switch. And you can – all the sounds are actually sampled from real Korg synthesizers. So they're like real actual samples from their synths. And you can play them on the Switch. You can uh, – like do weird things with the sound by using the motion controllers and stuff. So it's such a travel friendly little thing. I started writing songs on that uh, and figuring out like little melodies and stuff recently. And I actually have a track I'll play later if there's time where I took every track from the song and then sampled them to tape and then sampled them back into my samplers so they have that nice like kind of warm icing oh of, i like that of, nice you know cassette tape yeah, yeah. that's uh, awesome warmth on there so yeah if there's time cool yeah what time, what's, what's the time even look like right now i don't know oh 11 30 all right let's uh let, let, let's roll one of these uh wait before we get this record going you actually saw the flaming lips that's recently, right. right yeah uh well last night actually last night. yeah okay. uh, my wife and i went and saw flaming lips at the fillmore here in philly it was amazing they put on a great show uh, Wayne Coyne just seems like a really nice guy. He was very concerned about everybody's safety and made sure he asked between songs if everybody was okay and if they were having <laughs> a good time, make sure everyone was okay in the audience. And Nice. Uh, but, yeah, they put on 
an amazing show. Did they do cool. like the whole like bubble like live thing where they like kind of dress he up? He got into the bubble. Um, he didn't ride it into the audience, which right. is not surprising. Um, which my wife and I observed there were multiple bubbles. He would get into a bubble. He'd do a song or two, get out of the bubble, and they'd take that bubble and bring out like a fresh bubble. Hmm. And I think it had something to do with the bubble steaming up, maybe yeah. like oxygen or something. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, it works. The humidity but... probably gets a little rough in yeah, there. Yeah, but I did see him once uh, where they did the bubble, and he actually rolled out on stage, rolled right over my wife and I, and uh, that show just had everything, you know, confetti, giant you know, balloons and lasers and nice. smoke machine. And yeah, they just – that's – Actually, uh, they were really inspiring for me to start doing visuals, too, because their shows are just so visually, yeah. you know, stunning. Even if you're not a fan of the music, you could throw in some earplugs and just watch and enjoy it. You know, you'll still hear it, though, because they're loud. <laughs> and I was wearing earplugs nice. <laughs> last night. I think that's, that's a sign disclosure. of, like, uh, mid-30s mid, mid and up there. You start Absolutely. wearing earplugs. <laughs> yep. You're like, you, you, you got them at the ready. And then once it gets just slightly too loud, you're like, yeah, it's time to throw yeah. on the ear protection especially as a musician you know oh yeah these, these, these tubes are dead now yeah so we're gonna get a what's this uh race for the prize going uh, yep. and we'll be back in a minute good enjoy
back here. Still got a uh, John Kelsey in here. He hasn't gone anywhere. That's right. Um, I'm still here. Got got a couple more records lined up for you. We're gonna get some uh, some live music going a little bit. Yes. So uh, it seems like a uh, live music's really really your thing. Like, what are some uh, you know, top five shows, uh, top big five. big and small? Don't just give me like big shows. Give me some okay. basement shows that were super awesome sure. for you. Basement shows. Uh, hmm. All right. Number one. I'm not going to number them. I'll just tell yeah. you like my Yeah, just just just, just give me some, <laughs> some cool, of my favorite cool shows. Stories. I feel like if I number them. All right. So, um I've gotten to see Beck a few times. And that was pretty amazing. I would say actually saw him for the first time was Madison Square Garden. A friend of mine who was living in New York at the time uh invited me to go see him. So, it was like free free ride and everything. I probably wouldn't have been able to afford it anyway. Went and saw him. Show was amazing. Uh, specifically two reasons, two of the things that really impressed me. Well, three things impressed me. One, they had like a small version of the stage on the stage with marionettes in it. I don't know if you've ever seen Uh, footage of this, but they had marionettes of all the band members and they were really accurate that even if they changed instruments, like the instruments would change. Like they had people changing the things and they had uh, cameras on the the small stage projected behind the large stage, so you you saw oh, like that's, puppets. That, that's it was really cool. cool. Like I, I appreciate visual elements like that. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody do a boot like a bootleg shirt of his like on like one of those like Instagram accounts that his boot shirts. Yeah, of that stage, I knew oh, cool. what it was from. Okay, so. now you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and another thing was they did like a, they brought out a big table during part of the show on the stage that had all this food on it. And all the members of the band sat down to eat while Beck played acoustic guitar. And he played, he actually uh, covered Flaming Lips, Do You Realize, which was really cool seeing like a band I really love, an artist I really love, playing a song from another band I really love. Uh, and then he went into another one of his songs, at which point all the members of the band started playing the table and like the glasses and the plates and stuff. The whole table was mic'd up. So they did this whole rhythm thing. Oh, that's, that's so that really cool. That was amazing. Cool. Um, and then smaller shows, best sounding show I've ever seen by far was of Montreal at World Cafe. Like, I don't know who runs the sound there, but shout out to World Cafe because I, I it just sounded like a recording. Like, you close your eyes and be like, I'm listening to an album. I don't oh, know if wow. you're a fan of, of Montreal, but they were just, like, mind-blowing there. Nice. Um, and then as far as, like, a basement show... Uh, not necessarily in a basement, but we used to put on we put on a couple shows at my parents' house. My parents have um, about I guess like an acre of land. They got like a nice sizable yard. We did like a flatbed out there and everything. We did a couple shows like that. Those were always fun. Yeah. Like those will always be fond in my memory where I got to play with friends. You know, and we did a Halloween one where we all dressed up as uh, like Star Trek characters and oh. we opened by playing like <laughs> the song from the Next Generation. You know, that's so, really cool. Yeah, that'll always have a have a spot in my heart i've i've played with two fully dedicated star trek themed bands really <laughs> one was when i was uh 20 this band from nebraska called stovoker i think they were a klingon metal band do All they their... sing in klingon yeah the lyrics were in klingon oh my God. fully dressed up uh wow amazing totally ridiculous yeah i appreciate that that's very creative <laughs> and then there was another band i played a gig with in uh in jacksonville i forget what they're called but i remember they just they were all their lyrics were about star trek wow and their one song that they, they played at the end was just called fuck the borg <laughs> and it was just like super like youth crew minor threat kind of yeah. sound like punk hardcore and it was just like everything was about star trek it was that's awesome. awesome well let me turn it around on you now what are your like top 
shows? Like your top three. Oh, asking me a question. Yeah. Um, top three. Uh, one would be definitely this band, Young Widows, um, down in Baltimore. I think I, I when I first got the record on the show a couple weeks ago, I told it. So if yeah. you've already heard it, sorry. <clears throat> it's a review. Go, <laughs> go, go to this uh, small venue in Baltimore, The Talking Head. And um, go in. Just David the, Byrne owns it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your super. It's probably about three times the size of this room. It's like your typical small cool. dive bar venue. Yeah. <clears throat> and you go in. Opening bands play. Whatever. They're all cool. Everything's good. And then Young Widows comes on, and they had the guitar and the basses both had four by twelve cabinets up there. Wow. Four four by twelve cabinets <laughs> that were just vertical stacks. So I was just like, holy shit, this is going to be loud. And it was, was like, the volume on like 0. 0.5. I feel like it'd still know, blow you it, it away. Was, it was insane. So they started playing. It's like coming in. The first song off the record, they were touring off of just kind of like this like little loop. And then there's a moment where like everything comes in. And when everything comes in, this light on him comes on. And the actual end cabinets were instead of 4 by 12s there were actually lights in there. Oh. So it was like this big like light when like everything bangs in so it was like a real like rock and roll kind of moment i was like i've never seen someone do this in like a small club like you'd expect like something like that like a you know like a bigger like world cafe or like you know some like more decent sized venue but that was really awesome number two show we talked about this briefly i'll just go ahead and throw that one out there again uh the band i'm not going to say the band name online or on uh this recording here but um plum street north jersey new brunswick uh, it was my first time oh, going. <laughs> my first time going to a harsh noise show. Yeah, and I was very getting into like very like just weird music, and I was like, I was like, I love this band. This is like crazy. Yeah. I want to see how this is done live. It's Never like been insane. to a noise show. It's well, hopefully it's not like this one because <laughs> the band set up, lights went out, and I was like, oh cool. Like everyone's kind of like jumping around, and like what I didn't realize when they're jumping around, they were actually removing their clothes. The lights came on right when the band started playing, and evidently that's the thing with that band you just get naked wow the band yeah. was entirely naked the fans were entirely naked that's an eyes wide for eyes wide shut <laughs> kind of situation except for me and my buddy lou i've never <laughs> felt more uncomfortable in clothing <laughs> in, in my clothing, life yeah. um uh, and then third one i gotta go with one of the greats i saw elton john recently oh uh, yeah my, my, my partner took me to so good oh, so he's such a gentleman he stands up and bows yeah. after every song you're like this is great sir elton john yeah, yeah. He, he was phenomenal that's uh, awesome really happy i missed him on the first time he said it was going to be his last tour yeah and I was like tickets were so expensive and i was so bummed day of and my partner um really came through the next time he That's came around and surprised me with tickets amazing yeah yeah that, that was, was so a good. big one for me too uh, elton john we we were fortunate to see the elton john and billy joel oh, like together cool yeah that was that was amazing that's nice. definitely i'll never forget that one cool so what are we yeah. looking at time i just want to make sure you uh, give me some good know, time yeah. we got about 20 minutes let's uh let's throw this uh the record on we'll sure. get uh, set up to play it's some live tunes queued up here's a little radio head oh there we go
John's getting all set up. He's going to play a first track off of Winterize called uh, Infinite River. Hope you guys enjoy.
Nice. First track. That was killer. Uh, we got another one coming up. What's this one called? Uh, this is uh, the second track off of Winter Eyes. This would be Forever Forest. Forever Forest, second track off of Winter Eyes. Yeah.
There we go. Well, John, you actually got you got five minutes left. You got anything else left, do you? Yeah, uh, I can throw in this uh, one with the Nintendo Switch samples. All right, let's do that. So, where, where, where can people check this out? Uh, well, Winterize is on. Sorry, let me. Right. Winterize is on uh, Bandcamp. Just look for John Kelsey on Bandcamp, official artist. And also, I just want to take this moment to remind everybody, this is sponsored by M. Crow Beer, Glacier Cold, Fawn Fresh. My guy, he's hired. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to let John do his thing. We're just going to fade out and uh, let you guys continue on with your day. Thanks for tuning in. M. Crow Radio. Remind us, this is John Kelsey. Check him out on the band camp. Let his stuff play in the background and do his thing, because those Roland Brooks are uh, super soothing. <laughs>